0: Welcome, friends, to the Christian O'Connell Show podcast. We are lucky on this show. Every day we get great stories from you guys, right? But sometimes there are stories that are so vivid, they burrow their way into your memory and they can't get out again, like some kind of memory earworm. That story about 300 redbacks in the wall will haunt me. Not stay with me, haunt me forever. So much so... I'm starting to think about moving back to the UK.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is the kind of... It suddenly reminded me.
0: I heard that. It's (laughs) suddenly reminding me, this place is so dangerous.
1: It's the kind of story that will come to us at night when all the lights are off. Tonight, Jack. When you do that uh, check of the house to make sure all the doors are locked, Mm. now check all the walls for redbacks.
0: Oh, Oh my God. Living in the wall.
1: Yeah, but they're more scared of us than we are. Not 300 of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, strength in numbers. Uh, Let's go to Izzy. Izzy, good morning.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Izzy, why did you have to leave your house?
1: Well, this was when I was a kid in London, Christian, and my dad went down to the back of the because all those English houses have really big basements, and he found bullet casings.
2: Yeah. And so he
1: got a specialist in, and it turns out there might be an unexploded bomb in the basement. Oh, oh, oh my wow. God. Yeah, so they, they got the specialist in. We had to be evacuated, and they evacuated the two houses next to us as well. Um, and they got the specialist in, but it turned out it was fine and it was just like the outside of a bomb.
0: So what was it, a World War II bomb?
1: Yeah, that's what they think. Did they have to send that robot in who uh, diffuses it? <laughs> yeah, I guess they did. They didn't let us be there when they did it.
0: Yeah, if you're defusing a bomb, you can't be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: we'll just be upstairs yeah, watching TV. Watch. Yeah.
0: yeah, Hurt Locker isn't that guy, and so other people are, like walking with him going, so it's a real bomb, is it? So it just blow us all up as we have a look at this. Can I just get a quick selfie as you lower that arm and that while you're in that big old suit? <laughs> all right, Izzy, thank you very much for your story, mate. Have a good day. Thank you. Michael, why did you have to leave your house?
1: Hi, Christian. Hi, everyone. Um, Hello, mate. We were on a holiday about oh, nearly 10 years ago now, but um, when our kids were little and we drove back and we got back quite late at night. We thought someone had got into the house, but it, what we discovered was, in fact, that a possum had been living in our house while we'd been on holidays for, for a good few days. So um, the house was pretty much destroyed. It, it, it had spent three days trying to get out of the house. Oh, no. And, oh, and nice. it's nested, made a nice little home for itself in my son's cot. Wow! So my wife, oh my God! As soon God. as we saw it, she put the kids back in the car and went to her mum straight away. I put a bike helmet on and grabbed the fire poker and went looking for this thing. And what um, an image of you and a <laughs> I, I mean, I not being funny, right? In- they look pretty yeah, flimsy, yeah. you know. Tr- yeah, my brother-in-law came to the rescue and we we were looking for it. We he had and his and cycle and helmet on as well. The pair <laughs> you yeah. were there. Like, I'm not exactly what we did. We thought this thing could attack us, but anyway, Peter the possum man, um, finally arrived, and all he did, all he did, was put it back in its tree. And um, <laughs> he could see the look on my face, and he, he assured me that that's what had to happen. Otherwise, more possums would come. Did he
0: have a bicycle gonna, helmet yeah, so, on as well?
1: <laughs> the image yeah, of all three of you like <laughs> cowering behind each other. You at the front with that fire poker. Uh, yeah, but we had to move out. We were, we were out of the house for at least a week, up to about ten days. We were in hotels and things because they had to. There was painting that had to be done, carpet replaced. But uh, the. It right, really nursery. had just. Yeah.
0: What's the phrase, yeah. run amok? I've always wanted to say that. I've never said it before. Run amok in there. Another fact yeah. it obviously looked like Goldilocks. It tried all the beds, thought, damn, this cot is sick. Yeah. I'm, I'm living in this room now. Once you go back, you can't get back. That's exactly
1: what happened. Yes.
0: Michael, great story. Thank you very much for giving us a call, mate. No worries, mate. Thank you. James, why did you have to leave your house?
2: Oh well, when we were about 12 years old, my uh, father and his brother went fishing for a week and dropped off my cousin Renee. She was uh, about the same age, and she brought with her Rodney the rat, a little pet rat, as little as in okay. I don't know, it might have been about 12, 15 centimetres long, and used to sit on her shoulder. Oh. One afternoon, Rodney went missing, and we're looking for Rodney everywhere. I don't know how, all <laughs> over the joint. Couldn't find Rodney.
0: I'd let him go about... missing if it's a pet rat. He ain't coming. <laughs> oh, Who well, cares?
2: Mum wasn't that upset about it, but Renee was pretty devastated. She's looking for a rat, and we're looking for the rat. Around about 7, 8 o'clock that night, we hear, the, we hear this scratching and screaming around the back of the bookshelf. Oh, you beauty. We found the rat. So we stick our head down there and couldn't find it, calling out to him. Renee gets the torch and shines it down the back of the bookshelf and you can see these little red eyes looking back. She goes, that's strange that Rodney's not coming. She puts her hand down the back of the bookshelf right up to her shoulder's length, grabs the rat by the head only to realise that the rat no longer has fur or ears. It, she's actually grabbed the head of a snake. That's just oh, the oh head. stop. What do you mean? There was a snake living behind the bookshelf that we didn't know about. Well, she just grabbed the head of it. It's just eating their pet rat. What kind oh, of snake was it? God. Well, we didn't hang around to find out. No, we you're
0: right. Actually home. I don't think there are any cuddly <laughs> friendly ones in this country, are they? They're all flipping <laughs> uh, horrible. Renee,
1: you were the first to touch it, you deal with it. Bye
2: bye. <laughs> 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 Renee, enjoy your new pet python. <laughs> oh, Pete the God. python <laughs> So it was a python? Yeah, it turned out some bloke come around the uh the next morning and and pulled this thing out. It was about it was over oh, look, everything seems big when you're twelve, but Oh, no, pythons, say, pythons was, was are big, feet big feet where you're 12 long. or 50. Like five, 6 six-foot-long python. Oh. But it does explain, really, about the only house in the street that didn't have pigeons or possums in the woods. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're seeing them all. <laughs> so he actually lived lived in your house? Yeah, because well, sometimes
0: yeah. they live in like a cruel space. Oh,
1: my
2: God. Oh, yeah, this thing got... has been there. Well, we don't know how long it have been there, but it, it it made itself a nice little spot there. There was a yeah. way to get in through the floorboards of the Queenslanders an elevated Queenslanders so they kind of come and go as he pleased I was about to say
0: kinda been here before because when we went up travelling to the Daintree Forest we stayed in this little mm-hmm. rental right and as I was checking out the guy goes uh, yeah mate did you meet the python uh. and I thought he was joking I went Ha-ha. larrikin character <laughs> and he goes
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so, of course the
0: and he goes no did you see the python I went where he goes it's in, it's in your cottage I went oh what do, what do you mean? And he, we walk back in there, and he just pulls this flimsy sort of doorway across and like a crawl space at the back, and there's a flipping python oh, in there. That's something just you have to declare to guess. I went, my wife was in the car as we were driving away, because I was at something. She went, you're all right." And I, just, I went, just, just keep driving, keep driving. I tell Sarah, my wife, she bursts into tears. Mm. She pulls over and goes, check under the car, Chris. I went, Why are you going go crawling under there? Yes. <laughs>
1: That is oh, some terrible. story,
0: James. Some story, James. Yes, we love your story so much. We're going to make you our instant caller of the week. Aye. One thousand dollars day. <laughs> The Python story gets you an instant $1,000 for our corner of the week. All thanks to Mercedes Benz Berix. Uh, Beautiful. With two ways to get more for your trading. Why would you go anywhere else, Mercedes Benz uh James, great story, well told. Enjoy your $1,000, mate. I'm going to
2: go buy my cousin a gold That's it. <laughs> Pythons win
0: cash on this show. On a brighter note, you're listening to the Christian O'Connell Show podcast.